0: This show is part of the Stuff Podcast Network.
1: Sodium Nitrate, and their latest record, MDMA in my ashtray. Welcome back to the Late Night Nod, with me, Brian McCann. Still in studio with us is North Dublin Poet Laureate, Spider. How are you, Spider?
0: Yeah, grand, yeah.
1: We'll be wrapping up our interview with Spider just after... The short break. If you would like to download the full-length version of the song featured on tonight's episode, you can do so by supporting the podcast on Headstuff Plus. Journey down to your town center. Your town center has shops, more shops, and shops. Come eat the food from your town center. Your town center has one long main street. With also other shorter streets as well. And also now in your town centre is even more town centres. In your town centre. Come. Get lost. Spider, we touched earlier on the... You'll excuse the expression web... Of work you've you've shot out um, out of a proverbial uh, literary canon over the past few years, you've covered most of North Dublin with 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 your with your with your web of of literature, but there's one poem in particular which I think catapulted your web across most geographically of Eastern Ireland, and that was, hold my eyes they no longer see. Who, and many of you might know the answer to this, but I'll ask anyway for sake of following the interview structure. Who, who was that poem about for you?
0: Well, it's a very personal matter to me, of course. Like, but uh, that poem was about uh, my ex. My heart was decimated after uh, my last relationship broke down, and. Uh, I really felt, like, that I was going blind. Not only physically, but, like, metaphorically as well.
1: Do you think when a relationship does break down and there's no proverbial mechanic there with with some sort of socket wrench that the oil drips out and what you're left with is, is, is a dry, dry engine component and, and much like your eyes, they, they were so dry from crying that That you really couldn't see anything but your own pain?
0: It was like crying out the Sahara. Mad itchy, mad dry. Uh, My tear ducts looked like two little sunbeds.
1: They were scorched. Like scorpions, I imagine, darting across the the, the sandy plains of your cheekbones.
0: You better believe it, Brian. I didn't even know your tear ducts could empty. I didn't know that. I really couldn't even hold me head up, and uh, I uh, technically died one night, came flying down the styra at home, in me mass, and uh, nearly broke me back, technically dead, I, they say I was gone for about 13 minutes, 13 minutes.
1: And I was in that hospital ward. Just
0: have a sip of me drink.
1: Yeah, Please.
0: <sighs> Thank you, Serti.
1: In that hospital bed, you wrote 13 poems. You've just lost the love of your life, by all accounts. You've just fallen down a badly constructed staircase into what I assume would be a badly insulated attic. And you now find yourself a horizontal on a, on a aluminium frame in a disinfected unit of, of some poorly funded hospital within the mire, the the mosh pit of, of that cultural swash, where does, where does your inspiration come from? Well, for the longest time, like there was no
0: inspiration, you know, that way, like it was completely gone. I had emptied the tank, um, but with the cocktail of, medication that I was on at that point um, and with the fumes of that disinfectant in, in that poorly funded hospital, uh, I started to dream mad vivid dreams. Now I mean Joseph and his amazing technicolor fucking banjo, do you know what I mean? Um, and uh, it was through those dreams at night, because I was spending like 20 hours plus a day, like completely whacked off me bracket asleep. And uh, I'd wake up, like I would wake with a start, yeah, bolt up in the bed. And I'd immediately start writing, scream at one of the porters, one of the other patients, I need a pen, get me a pen, get me a pen, get me anything. And somebody tossed me over a little biro, a little bookie's biro. And uh, I just started writing poems on the sheets, Brian. Cause they wouldn't give me paper, cause right. of the the danger of paper cuts. Cause, cause my skin had gone mad
1: translucent. So when the publisher came to 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 publish this collection, they 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 wrangled together thirteen different polyester bed sheets and, and transcribed your your words from them.
0: Yeah, thousand count Egyptian cotton. They had to hang them up, peg them up on the wall, and transcribe from there. And like some of it was like upside down and all. And I deliberately did that. I deliberately did that. And they had to hold up mirrors because it was upside down. And the light was like refracting off it. And it yeah. took them like six months because it was so
1: complicated. And before they lay down in that hospital bed, the the nurse, the porters, those that would know, swear that the... That the The sheets on that bed were polyester, but but by the time you left, they were Egyptian thread cotton. I know it is hard to like
0: comprehend it in your thinking sponge, but that's exactly what I'm saying.
1: Could you describe your creative process?
0: Well, uh, it varies from day to day, uh, depending on uh, my chakras, my mood boards, uh, my lymphatic flow. When I uh, become inspired I I like to free paint sometimes the, the painting can take on a, a mad form of its own and then as the paint is drying I will etch some sentences with a butter knife just whatever comes to mind that would be a that would be a, a, a hard you know a hard day's work. You never really know when inspiration is going to uh, grab you in an Asian death grip.
1: Um, Speaking of, of, of death grips, um, you once quite quite famously, um, in a southern Spanish city, um, during the running of the bulls, you you quite quite famously beat yourself to a bloody pulp with an early twentieth century copy of a famous Dublin novelist. As the Spaniards watched this this spider from North Dublin descend into into an inner inner crumpled literary beaten poet? In Spanish or English, how do you think they felt watching you? They were mesmerized, Brian. Right. They'd never seen so
0: many paper cuts sustained um on one fleshy bud. Uh, in their lives, uh, I was astounded. Uh, my arms were killing me. I had to rip the book in half. I started banging my head off a lamppost. And when the sweet tang of my own blood started to flow into my mouth, I thought,
1: I've won. And there's that famous picture of the bull who who stopped halfway through the run sort of nosed your blood dripping off that lamppost and there's that famous picture of you raging with the sun in the sky as as this bull sees someone in more pain than them.
0: It was a very transcendent moment and uh, it led of course to my next volume of poetry uh, The Bull and the Spider.
1: Would you say the majority of, of, of people in Ireland, more succinctly North Dublin, are are in more pain than your average Spanish bull?
0: On a scale of uh, one to five, I'd say,
1: crumpled. So, of course, the entire po- poetic world is waiting with baited spider-like breath for, for, for your next offering, for your next web, for your next fly of, of inspiration to be caught and consumed. Have you anything anything you could possibly share with us here on in, 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 in the late night
0: well lately I've been thinking a lot about um, my own childhood trauma which is a source of a lot of inspiration and a lot of pain I've been thinking about uh, how blessed uh, my family was by the divorce referendum of 1996 pick up sticks Lord have mercy on them so I've been working um, on a lot of stuff to do with me dad and uh a couple of bars, eh. Uh, Papa's got a brand new bag. Nay, Papa's got a brand new family. Not likely, is it he? Yes, it could be. What are we? What are you, spider girl? Fruit? Are you arachnid? I wouldn't bid on that. Eight legs. All talk, no joke. Go home and light a smoke. What
1: are you smoking, Spider? Pollen, mostly. Imported or locally sourced?
0: Garda wouldn't ask me that, Brian.
1: No, Garda wouldn't know as much as you I are do. You wearing a wire? I, I am, but it's not connected to any sort of government from... organisation. It's just. A You're hooker. funny,
0: and that's why I like. I can see me palms registering in your face.
1: I'm a fan, Spider, and and. Uh... I think I've I've made that well known on this and on this this radio station quite a, quite a few times. Um, where does your dad go? Uh,
0: he got on the sea cat there in Dublin Port a few years back.
1: Do you think there's a symbolic, philosophical, spiritual, uh, mystical connection between the Egyptian cotton that you recovered and found yourself on and? And the cat being placed at the apex of that civilization and your dad leaving on a sea cat to find himself. I did think a lot about
0: the sphinx of ancient Egypt when I was piecing this all together in my head through the help of therapy, of course, because um, through great trauma, you tend to black out things. And I personally would file a lot of uh, trauma under too difficult to deal with in my head. Uh, so the sphinx and uh, the the cat god Bastet uh, did crop up and I don't think it's a coincidence that uh, those parallels have been drawn. Uh, I think about a lot, ruminate on that a lot. It's just um, one day uh, he was scribbling uh, some wonderings, some meanderings on on the back of a copy of Ireland's Own and uh, uh, I said, is that a sonnet? And uh, he says, you're right, it is. I said, is it in iambic pentameter? And he said, no, I'm just writing it with a pen. And that's the type of ignorance that I have grown to hate in my life and in my work. Yet his blood flows through my veins.
1: Do you think that ignorance is part of the reason why... uh, Ignorance perhaps on his part, but maybe a more... Guided defiance on your part is why you use the, the number two instead of the letter S and refuse to to change even in, 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 in the lyrics of your poetry. I've refused
0: to change. I'm also experimenting with an upside down H, lowercase. H for hatred.
1: H for holding you back.
0: H for holding me back.
1: If you were to stand on the pyramids right now, Spider, and look down and see your dad and, and, and Richard... And anyone else who's ever hurt you, what would you say to them?
0: You ain't seen nothing yet.
1: I mean, you've been critically acclaimed worldwide now at this point, so uh, there's absolutely no question from me, at least as an amateur poet myself, about your talent, about your artistry, about, about, about how it comes to you, but if you have one line, spider... What's the one line for you from your poetry that that defines defines what you say?
0: It would simply be, if you love me so much, why is me vaginal pH fucked?
1: Do you think the poor hygiene of a former lover is the reason why your relationship to Richard could have done with or would have survived if it had What? What? why Richard? is more my more my question. What was it about Richard that 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 Dickie was
0: married to his work, laden down by his own genius. And I first noticed that Dickie was drifting away from me, um after a, a skinful of pints and Ave Baroque there one of the nights and uh He wouldn't hold me hair back when I was puking. And uh, that whole experience um, led to the release of me me first web of poetry, uh, Psy, Groan. And uh, it it was released to critical acclaim. The Northside people were mad about it. The paper and the people. And uh, Dickie couldn't handle it. He became very emotionally detached from me and the four dogs and uh
1: And where are the four dogs now?
0: Two of them are still with us right. And two of them have gone to live in the farm in the sky, Lord have Mercy on them. He's trying to get one of the dogs off me at the moment, it's not happening. I says there's only one chance of that over my dead, lifeless body
1: one of the poems that I think made you famous in Eastern Asia and and part of what took you there. Vietnam, Cambodia. What did these places do to you?
0: I was on another playing field at that time, especially by the time I got to Myanmar. uh, The doors of perception were absolutely blown, blown in the wind. I was blowing a gale. I couldn't keep up with the ideas, with the rhyming couplets. My head was wrecked. I was wrecking my own head. Something about Asia just really spoke to me, reminded me a lot of Edenmore in the early 90s.
1: Do you think every North Dublin person at one point in their life has to visit Vietnam?
0: Oh my God, absolutely. Dust off your passport, get your little harems on, get your drug rug on. And get yourself over there. I spent days on the beach smoking. Trippy, trippy. uh, started live tweeting me headaches to rapturous applause. That's when I knew I had them on board then, you see.
1: The live tweeting of the headaches, of course, is what took you to New York, to to, to the the Museum of Propulsion. Um, That's right. And the first Irish person to perform there. And if you don't mind, I'm going to just quote one of your... One of your poems that you spoke of that night, um, don't hold, don't hide, don't find a way to be snide. Get out of my fucking face, close the door, the car is running.
0: That was a very difficult time for me and I wasn't too happy, I wasn't too happy with my performance, even though I loved that poem.
1: New York didn't take a shine to you?
0: No, it's a city-shaped toilet. Brian, I just couldn't find myself, and especially to go from Ko sam we yeah, over to the Bronx. Mad culture
1: shock. Of course, it was a difficult time for, for both you and, and many of your audience who had to see you go through that. But if New York was suffering from some form of arachnophobia, what is it about about Ireland, you think, that is so receptive to, to your, your your eight-eyed wonder? It's hard to know.
0: I think the people of Ireland are, are more inclined to... What are the people of Ireland for you? Me blood. Me family. Everything, every cell of my being, amino acids, monosaccharins in my lymphatic system. I'd be nothing without them.
1: Would you be suggesting that there is in fact some sort of biological crossover, some, some dovetailing between the biology of what we call science and the abstract idea of being Irish?
0: What does it mean to be scientifically Irish? I can't say for sure, but I would hope that by the end of my illustrious career, I'll have an answer for you, Brian.
1: That's all we can ask for at the end of life, isn't it, I suppose? You're right. There's no right, there's no wrong, because at the time you experience tests, it's it's too late, Spider.
0: It is too late, and uh, I would just hope that if any time I become entangled in something, that the good people of Ireland will be horrified at first and then politely scoop me into a pint glass and then uh, bring me out the back, drop me off in one of their geraniums and I can go on and continue to release poetry and change the world one sentence at a time.
1: And do you feel the arts world treats you similarly? Do you think you're scuttled out of the arts world like a like a...
0: I definitely do think that uh, I've scared people. I've caused them to question what it means uh, to be alive, what it means to be Irish. Um, people are afraid of change, Brian. And I will continue to scuttle from household to household, confronting
1: people. If they were afraid of you, what a, what a, what is Spider afraid of? You. Cardiac arrest Styrus. Do you think you're also perhaps afraid to to love again?
0: Yeah, I, I think out of the greatest fear comes the greatest love, the greatest pain. And the stars above.
1: And the stars above is perhaps where we'll commit this interview to. Spider, it's it's been a pleasure to have you here.
0: Thanks for having me, Brian. you you're very good.
1: Thanks for joining us here on the late night nod, and I'd just like to leave you with a thought for the night thought that you can pop into your briefcase and carry with you throughout the week and at some point the combination will come to you and you'll unlock that briefcase and inside will be a note that says there is no such thing as fear. Fear is a series of events, something you found within yourself as a child that you perhaps now need to let go and learn to love yourself and learn to love your past and remember that when it's over, it will be over.